I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome along to another handpicked episode of the High Performance Podcast, where myself or Professor Damien Hughes delve into the archive and pick an episode that really resonated with us or that maybe we or you have forgotten about and that maybe we should revisit and learn some of the lessons all over again. It's one of the recurring themes, I think, with people that listen to high performance. You know, they talk about being really impacted deeply by a conversation. Then over time, those lessons slowly start to slip away. So it's actually quite important, Damien, isn't it, to try and remind ourselves pretty regularly about things that we hear? Because let's be honest, our brains can only retain so much information, right? Yeah, you know, uh, all great coaches tell you that great coaching is essentially the art of repetition, taking a key message and making sure that it becomes embedded into our daily routines and habits. And that's one of the reasons I love doing these handpicked episodes, because it forces us to go back and pick up some of these key messages that we hear from so many of our guests, but everyone has got a unique version of it. Okay. What have you chosen? I'm going to be selfish here today because... Since we started the podcast, Jay, we've been incredibly privileged to meet some incredible people and visit some incredible places. But this one had a real personal impact on me. Well, my football team is Manchester United. So to have the then manager of my football team invite us to come into the training ground of my football team and open up and speak to us so candidly about high performance was just a real pinch me moment. So I wanted to go back and revisit our conversation we had with the brilliant Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. What's the first clip? The first clip is a conversation that he had with his dad. So when he was growing up in Norway, he was a promising young footballer. But like many of us, he got distracted. And it was just a conversation with his dad, and especially a killer line at the end, if you pay attention to it, that really set him back on course. And where did that come from? Did your parents instill in you... Um, a mindset of being responsible for yourself. Definitely. It's from probably more from my dad as he was a, an athlete himself. He was actually picked for the Norwegian national team uh, wrestling before my grandma and granddad knew that he was uh, doing wrestling. No so he did it sneakily. So he wrestled and he just, it was up to him. He had to was there a stigma about wrestling? Is that why he was doing it in secret? Or? No, he no. just he never told him. Right. Uh, he just, uh, so he was, I don't know if he was allowed to, but anyway, it's, he always inst instilled into me that mindset of, it's up to me. It's me 
It depends on me. I can't have any excuses. I can't blame the coach. It's just yourself. And because there was one time, and that's the only time I remember my dad looking a bit angry. I came home, I had a party, stayed up a little bit late, and I just got home early in the morning to wait, get up to training and go straight to training. And he just had a little, with his cup of coffee, a little glance when I came in and said, do you think this is a way to become uh, a top athlete? And that, that was, that's the one comment I, I remember that he really liked. Mm, he's right. So and how old were you then, dad. Ollie? Sorry? How old were you then? when that 18. Up? I must have right. been because uh, I'd drunk alcohol. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 19, actually. Interesting stuff. Yeah, really interesting because success is never going to be a straight line and distractions or roadblocks are often going to emerge. But it was that lovely line from his dad of not telling him what to do, but merely prompting him with a question. Is this really how a top athlete would behave? Forced him to come to his own conclusions and mend his own ways before he went too far off course. What else stood out? I think... It's important to remember that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was a phenomenal striker in his own right for the younger generation that maybe haven't seen him. He was regarded as one of the ultimate finishers in Premier League history. And I like the way that he reframed his challenges of being a striker. Let's listen to this one. I was so keen on watching football and I saw goals being scored and I saw keepers making saves and but there's an opening there and if if you hit it t- top corner or bottom corner he's got no chance and I I still believe that there's no such thing as a good save it's just a bad finish that's, <laughs> Brilliant. that's I still a believe striker talking. and yeah but, but there's so many times Sir Alex and it used to bug me big time in training that he shouted hit the target make the goalkeeper make a mistake when I missed the target Mm. but as soon as that ball left my foot I knew if it's a good finish or a bad finish and if you just hit the post and out I knew that just a slight millimeter to the left or to the right on my boot would make that ball go in so quietly in my mind I said shut up you I know what I'm doing and that that'll go in on Saturday I love that. I mean, that's all about taking control, isn't it? One of the great phrases in sports psychology is that you have to control the controllables. And that's a great example that rather than just apportion responsibility to the goalkeeper making a good save, you take responsibility that I could have done better. Great coaches often talk about you have to be better than the worst referee so that if their referee's having a bad day, you still have to control what you can do to make sure that you're not dependent on the referee. But I think that's the same in life in general, that when things go wrong, you have to be better than your worst day. How you behave when the roof falls in on you is a sign of your true character. Are you somebody that points a finger of blame, looks to apportion responsibility elsewhere, or are you the sort of person that looks in the mirror does a bit of self-reflection and works out what you could do better next time. And I think that, in essence, is what made Ole Gunnar Solskjaer so successful as a player. I guess it comes back to what Robin Van Persie said, winners take control. Okay, have you got one final clip from this episode that you want to share? Yeah, I have, because as you'll hear in this clip, I recount a conversation I'd had many years previously with Ole, where when he was reserve team manager, I remember him telling me a story about the young striker at the time, Danny Welbeck, So one of the things that had always impressed him about Danny Welbeck was that when they were doing shooting practice, 
he was always the guy that had offered to stay behind and collect the footballs. And what impressed him even further was that he couldn't collect the farthest reaching footballs or the ones that were in the most difficult places. And when I asked Ole why, he said that told him something about Danny Welbeck's character. He was a team player. He was selfless and he was willing to go the extra mile for others. And as you'll hear him talk about now to the current Manchester United captain, those small intangible behaviours are often a clue as to the wider character of the player that you want. I remember you telling me a story years ago when you when you were the reserve team coach yep. and you were and you spoke about Danny Welbeck and yep. one of the things that impressed you was that he would stay behind and help the coaches collect the balls yep. in after shooting practice. Yep. And you'd spoke about that indicated that he was a team player. He, he was yep. thoughtful of other people. So what would you say are the, are the behavioural factors you look for in people that you want to bring into your culture? <sighs> well, of course, we, we are a club. We are a team. We, are, uh, we have staff here that work every day together. Uh, and it's about respect. I think respect is a big word for me. I think loyalty is a big word. And uh, so I expect them to not think about themselves too much like me before the team. It's always the team before uh, before I. The, the, the manager or Sir Alex always used to say there's no I in team, which which is right. And But then you've got individual qualities in there that you don't want to take away. But that human quality of being a team player, you have to have that. What did Bruno do? So as, as someone that's come in, it's not easy, is it, to come in halfway through a season or to come in, in even in, in the summer transfer window, to come into a squad that's already formed. What did he do where the players immediately thought, right, this guy is, is one uh, of them? He's got the talent, of course. That's You can see the qualities there and we've seen that for a long time. But then again, he steps up when it matters and he does it when it matters. He's delivered crosses, he's delivered assists, he's scored goals, he's took penalties, he's done everything uh, in a short space of time that you'd expect. And uh, off the field? And off the field as well in training and he, he demands of me, he demands of his teammates and the first day he was in the club he shook everyone's hand. He, he, doesn't, really? he didn't come in here thinking I'm the, I'm the big shot, I'm, you follow me. No, the respect and the respectfulness of his he, he shook absolutely every staff member's hand you they, noticed that and of course that's this is a family Man United we've always been a family and Sir Alex the way he's created this atmosphere in this dress, in this uh, training ground I think is unique well look it's great to end with you know, a clip about Bruno Fernandes, who continues when well, he's now the United captain, isn't he? Uh, and continues to be a leader in that dressing room. It's one of the sort of fascinating things, I think, about this podcast is that you think you know someone, you think you know someone's job, you think you know the world they're in. And actually, when you have the conversation, you realise so much more is going on beneath the surface. Yeah, definitely. And I think when we go back to episodes like this, you realise that so much of high performance is about behaviour not necessarily just dependent on talent. Of course, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was a great athlete, but it was the behaviour of taking responsibility, being willing to do the small extras and to recognise that in other people and lift them up as well, that any of us can take and adopt in our own lives wherever we are and whatever we're doing. 
Good man. Thanks, pal. Thanks, mate. Loved it. And thank you as well for listening to this short episode, another hand-picked episode of the High Performance Podcast. If you want to hear Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in full, then the link to that episode is in the description to this podcast. 